Welcome to the 20 and 20 co-working edition where we ask 20 questions in 20-ish minutes. We'll probably go 25, maybe 30 minutes. The intention is to leave people feeling uplifted, inspired, informed. Um, I'm your host, Lisa Sky Hain. This In this particular edition of 20 and 20 and during the month of June, I'm connecting with industry experts, operators, vendors, and of course, most importantly, our clients, co-working members themselves. And we're going to learn how together we will weather this storm called COVID-19. Co-working, as we know, CAT has been around as a defined term for a little over a decade. Executive suites and fully enclosed offices have been around for 30, 40 plus right. years, a long time. The office space and real estate industry, like many industries, has really been impacted, of course, as a result of the, of the coronavirus. And I certainly believe, I'm sure you do too, and we'll hear more soon here, that co-working will survive and ultimately really thrive as large and small companies will want to be a part of having flexible terms for their yeah. space. So today's guest, let me introduce Kat Johnson, who is the co-founder and CEO, or pardon me, founder and CEO of Kat Johnson Co., which is a company created to serve the co-working industry by helping co-working spaces, industry pros, and the people that are working in shared spaces to create and connect and streamline their marketing and to create better content. Did I get that down? That's a over? lot of words, and the, the nutshell is that there are a lot of spaces, not a lot of people are great at doing content and marketing, so I help them do that. That's yes. kind of the nutshell. And then the bigger picture is like bringing people together. The community aspect is super important for me. Mm. Storytellers, content creators, you are wordsmiths. You are magicians. I'm wordsmith, yeah, for sure. Lifelong. 100%. So you're yeah. born and raised in Salt Lake or right outside of Salt Lake City, yep. in Utah, and you study digital media, web media and communications. Uh, you have a long history of working in record stores, which is so cool. You worked at a place called Streetlight Records, independent record store as a supervisor and created content for them for 15, 14, 15 years, right? For a long time. Yeah, I spent a really long stint in record stores, which was incredibly fun and then it was time to to move on and do some other things and so briefly when you moved on you worked with a company called satellite Deskworks as their marketing manager for a year and then you went and launched cat johnson co correct nope so uh i started writing about music at streetlight and kind of transitioned into working for myself doing freelance stuff satellite Deskworks is that they're one of my clients right now one yeah. of of a few so i help them with their with their marketing but uh very much like cat johnson co is my front and center focus got it so little little known sort of something about you here before we jump into our first question you worked uh -oh. in record stores for 20 years and your first paid writing gigs were interviews with bands and you actually went to college on a basketball scholarship do you still play basketball I would love to say that I do, but it's mostly like just, uh, you know, when I was with my nephew, we shot around for a little bit, but um, so no, but the love is there for sure. But paid scholarships, we will take those all day long. Yeah. Yeah. Thank it was you. great. Yeah. Great. Um, so first question, you know, we, we, we can't not talk about this sort of something, right, Kat? I mean, we have to lean into the current events of, of what's happening. And so on top of yeah. a global pandemic right now, we have a massive revolution, a fight against racism, um, the horrible uh, you know, injustices happening in our world, cr criminal justice reform that needs to happen. The, the, the voices are louder than they've ever been before and amplified is, is the term everyone's been using here as a result of the social media and the access that everyone has to the information. What has your biggest learning been or sort of wake up over the last few weeks? You know, 
I, I feel like I always thought it was enough to have, to be good intentioned and to make sure I have diversity in my immediate circle. And I'm realizing like, there's way much more, like there's so much more work to do around my own understanding of, of history and systemic problems and also doing more uh, to get at systemic issues, not just feel good strategies, right? Yes. Yeah, 100%. Um, what inspired you? So you are, again, a wordsmith. You're a copy and content creation master. So what is, tell us what did inspire you to launch your own business. And more specifically, what inspired you to really uh, focus on co-working businesses? So I've always loved writing and always kind of had this idea of myself as a writer. Um, the thing, so I worked in record stores, had an opportunity to start writing about music. So I did some stuff and then people started paying me for that. And I was like, whoa, there's something here where I can, I can get paid for doing what I love. So I just started growing that a little bit, then started writing about community where I bumped into co-working. And then was, I wanted to go all in on that because I loved it from the very, very beginning. Um, I wanted to be part of, of this thing. So uh, I, as I was working at the record store, I was just building up my freelance work and mm -hmm. dialing down my record store hours. It got to the point where I was on the calendar for four hours a week. And eventually I was like, you guys, this is nuts. Like I have to, I can't okay. cling to that anymore. Like it's been amazing and I have to go. And then um, a few years ago, I kind of made the shift from away from clients and more toward doing educational stuff for space operators and, and really doing more like all in on co-working with my own company as opposed to freelancing for a bunch of clients. Great. And so when you say you bumped into co-working, how did you bump into it? I was assigned an article to write about it. So I started learning more and right away I was like, whoa, they're doing cool stuff, creative, community minded. Mm -hmm. um, this new, you know, at the time it was fairly new, this whole laptop revolution where people could work from anywhere. It just yeah. all, it just was a great fit for me from the very, very beginning. So I wrote about it as much as I could. And uh, then I realized, our publications wouldn't let me write about it as much as I wanted to. And I wanted to be on the inside, like furthering the movement, not just writing about it from the outside. So I did that. Love it. And so did you start pitching to operators to write content for them? Or what was sort of the start of, of clientele for you? Yeah, well, here's, this is something I'm doing more and more is teaching people how to build their personal brand. What I did was figured out ways to help and to mm -hmm. give generously to space operators um, as a way to kind of position myself as the content person. So I went from being a no-name, I just started writing tons of blog posts and sharing on social and showing up at the unconferences and doing all the things. And a few years later, I'm, you know, the... I want to say the go-to content person, like one of the, the main people in co-working. And that's just from really taking a, a service standpoint of like, how can I help? And then doing that like a thousand times. A hundred percent. There's actually one of my, <laughs> my friends here, Whitebeard NYC just tuned in. Carrie Davis is a business broker and we know each other through a mass, you know, global networking organization called BNI where the, the simple philosophy of the organization is givers gain two words, very simple. Mm. 
And of course, the, the theory there is if I give, I will gain. It's, and it's not always directly reciprocal. If I give to Kat, Kat gives to Liz, Liz gives back to me. It, you know, what goes around comes around is sort of the universal um, thought there. But even recently, I have a quick, quick example I can share. There's a, a broker who I know through BNI for the last 10 years. He, quarterly, I get a handwritten letter in the mail from him just reminding me that he's a real estate broker that focuses on the Jersey Shore. He sent me an email and a uh, uh, handwritten letter this last week, he said, hey, um, by the way, I also recommend this book called Younger Next Year for Women. And I did a little quick research online and I thought, oh, it sounds good. And, you know, next thing I know, I read the book and flipped through it, you know, this weekend and read a few things. And there now he's added value. And of course, he's in my mind. And so it sounds yeah. like that's a big part of how you how you started. And of course, that's a huge uh, side benefit that comes or ancillary benefit that comes as a byproduct of being in a co-working space because of the proximity, you start to learn about other people, what they do. And then all of a sudden you have an opportunity and you want to lean into the community to hire that person, right? To help yeah. You. It's the best and it's perfect. Like it's not symmetrical giveaway, right? It's like, yeah, this per it, it just is a web of connectedness and, and service. But I feel like the universe keeps me in check that when I start getting out of service mindset, things don't go so well. It gets a little mm. jumbly and a little weird. So I have to like reorient into like making sure that is first and then other, everything else seems to fall in place. I love that. Love that. Yes. So uh, as the guru, what does it take to write meaningful or powerful content or to be a great storyteller? In my universe, mm -hmm. authenticity, realness, humanness, vulnerability, just being as real as possible. And it's a practice. It's an exercise. And sometimes I lean too far into that where I probably share too much. But I'd rather be in that realm than in like the the stiff kind of formulaic stuff. You know, I I found over and over and over again that the more I make myself vulnerable, like hit publish on the things that scare the shit out of me, the more people come to me and resonate with what I'm doing. Mm, awesome. There's a so, Brene Brown from a place before us, right? So in the, in the context of business, that be, that's a little weird because we can't all walk around, you know, just like being 100% vulnerable all the time. But um, the more we're able to tell the real stories, like people tend to hide who they are behind their brand and like just only show the perfectness, but it's like the good stuff where people really resonate with you is you let is when you let them in on the story, let them see what's going on for you. So I try to encourage people to do that. Authenticity and vulnerability are key. I love that. Um, so what can we expect from this co-working out loud newsletter and how, how do we sign up? Tell us more about oh, this. Yeah. Okay. So um, it goes out every Thursday since 2016. It is my accountability thing. Like there, if there's one thing that has to happen every week, it's that like, mm -hmm. and it's the hub of my whole business. I have, uh, I crossed 2000 subscribers recently. Um, so it, it's definitely a thing. And um, structurally what to expect there's content tips curated articles uh, a quote of the week which is my favorite um, and then just like some personal like what's going on like upcoming events or things like that um, a, a deeper level what you can expect is me and my world and how I see things and it's it's very much like my newsletter it's not a industry newsletter it's like my way of, of helping and supporting co-working space pros. 
I love it. So Coworking Out Loud is the name of the newsletter. It comes out once a week. We can sign up at Kat Johnson Co. Co. There'll be a pop-up, which, you know. Is it Kat, <laughs> katjohnson.co? Yep. And then sub slash subscribe or else you'll see it. It's around there. Yeah. Got it. Okay, great. Um, and so uh, we're going to hear more from you on, I mean, one of the quotes that from right off your website says, I help workspace operators humanize their brand, create authentic content, tell better stories. And obviously we know that your passion is the overlap between co-working community and content marketing. And those are, yeah. those are right off your website also. Yeah. Um, yeah. So tell us a little bit more about co-working convos. This is a concept you came up with when, what are they? When do they start? And what? tell us more about the most memorable one that you've hosted to date. Okay. So um, I love this project so much. It was an idea last fall. And I reached out to my friends, Karina and Kim at CloudVO. I was like, I'm having this idea. What do you guys think? Should I try this of having an informal conversation with space operators where everyone can chat? And I've been on those where it's horrible because it's not moderated well and um, I've been on a million webinars and this it's like it's something different it's a moderated community conversation so I make sure I bring on a few guests and then we open it up to everyone and then throughout I'm just kind of calling on people and connecting dots and things like that so mm -hmm. that was the idea and we were like well let's beta test it and see maybe 25 people will be too many so we tried it with 25 and it worked and it's just on zoom right mm -hmm. so we doubled it had 50 for the next one went fine doubled it to 100 and wow. we just kept doing that we're like where is this going to fall apart where it gets too much and the last one we had over four the last two over 400 people have registered and we usually get about two-thirds to show up and um, from all so of co-working operators and people in the industry from all over the world, all over the world, all over the world, Pakistan, Africa, all over Europe, all over the wow. States, uh, South America. It's been, uh, somebody called, um, they said I was the global glue, like by putting this together, it's like mm. convos mm. is definitely like, um, it's, it's that kind of thing. And there's a time zone issue where people in Australia are like, we hate this. It's at 4am. So yeah. Um, actually, Liz and I have been working on trying to figure out a way to have a second or do something anyway. Um, so what else was the question most memorable? Yeah, I was thinking of how to answer this. There are a lot of great ones. But honestly, Lisa, the last one is the most memorable because I had a bit of some growing pains with it. Like, I had to jump in for the first time, I had to jump in and kind of redirect it a few times. And uh kind of invite people to wrap it up so we could go on. So I had to, re I had to be like way more hands-on or something. It was like so a it was referee almost. You really I were did, surely I a did, moderator. Yep. I had to really like, I had to do some things that were not comfortable, but I was aware of like keeping the, the integrity of the project for everyone. Like I didn't want people to start bouncing and because it started falling apart. So that was a good lesson for me and growing pain. So I would say that one was the most memorable. And was that the one that was on uh, May 27th here, marketing a co-working space post COVID-19? Yep. Okay. That conversation. And we can, we can tune into these conversations that are posted on your website also or off of yeah, they're website. Yeah. Coworkingconvos.com. You can always find them. If you're looped Great. into what I'm doing, like on any of the social platforms, usually a couple weeks before we start mm -hmm. really promoting them. But yeah, they're open to workspace operators. We have a handful of like industry people who show up, but primarily it's space operators. And the idea is that 
you show up to participate, right? Like that's the challenge and like a workshop, opportunity. Almost. Yeah, so people can jump in and you end up just like with tons of ideas floating around and challenges and different strategies. It's so it's proven to be a very cool project. Well, I love it because you know my one something that people who know me in my circles in business and in my networking circles the last you know decade or two know that the word abundance is one that I use a lot. I like to function from the space of abundance. There's more than enough business out there for all of us. We have to just focus on executing at a high level, being one of the best at what we do. Um, and naturally, the business will come to us. And I think that um, you know, that's a, that's the best part of having something like what you're hosting here with co-working convos is that you, you aren't in competition. You're in different geographical countries, cities, and to be able to lean into your peers for help, uh, and not sort of come from that space of scarcity is awesome. And that, I think it's really important that as co-working transitions and does all these different branches and stuff that the roots of co-working, which absolutely, like before, long before I was doing anything with co-working, people established these like incredible roots of collaboration, connection, mutual support, community, like that's the root of this. And I think it's really important for those of us pushing into new realms to keep that intact. Totally. Amen, sister. I agree. Yep. <laughs> what are your <laughs> thoughts on this whole work from home culture and the impact that it's going to have on co-working and the real estate industry. There's a lot there. Um, a lot oh, yeah. more people are doing it, which means a lot more people are going to realize it's not great and go to workspaces. That's the, that's the prediction, right? That like there's going to be this wave of people into co-working spaces and shared, shared facilities. Um, from a personal level, I'm a co-working space member. Um, I think what it's done for me is helped me define what I need a workspace for. Like I've gotten really clear of like these things I can do. Okay. At home, these things three months in, it still is horrible to try to do this stuff at home. So I think there's an opportunity for people to really clarify their workspace needs. So they're not just like, what is this coworking thing? They can walk into a space and say, I need a podcast booth twice a month. I need a dedicated desk for this many hours. And I need, a meeting room. Like, I think there's going to be some clarity around that rather than trying to, to sell for space operators to sell um, this idea, this conceptual thing of a shared workspace. Yes, 100%. Um, so you are intimately interacting with regularly with co working operators. And so to that end, and, and talking about sort of the impact on the industry, what is your biggest concern for co-working operators right now or for the next six to 12 months? Um, for the ones who want to hang on, hanging on for dear life. Like, I feel like this, I was just thinking about this this morning that um, it's a disservice to like cheer people on uh, artificially. Like if they're not going to make it, they're not going to like, you know what I mean? And so yeah. it, there's an interesting Ooh. thing where, I don't want to just be like, come on, you can do it. It's like, if the numbers aren't going to work out and you have to pivot and do something else, they have to do that. For the ones who can make it, it's like, go, 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 go. Hang on with everything you have. Like, get lean, get creative, create new products and services, figure it out because it's coming. Yes. Well, yeah. and, and I think that what you're saying and what I'm hearing, what you're saying also is that going back to your point about how authenticity and vulnerability in communication is so key. I think that being honest with ourselves as operators, as it relates to 
how we're doing could also help to diffuse some of the fear that naturally comes up for many operators in all industries right now about whether or not they're going to make it. Because the fact is, Kat, right, that not just the co-working industry, the retail industry, I mean, there are so many industries that are being negatively impacted by this. 40 million people, you know, declaring on or filing for unemployment. This is, uh, this is an unprecedented time, as, as we continue yeah. to say. So yeah. I, I really like that you're stressing to go back to authenticity with co-working operators, dive in, try to do what you can, and, and be honest with yourself. And be gentle, of course, is the, yeah. is, is the something that I, is the, uh, the person in me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what I have to add to that. So um, at the end of each month, you post a list of 10 things that you've learned. What's the greatest learning you've had this year? If you could pick one, the first one that pops into your mind, I'm sure you it's, have many great learnings. You know what? It's totally like, I didn't even have to think about that one. The whole mm. practice this year has been acceptance, right? It's like, there is so much going on and it is completely out of my control. Ooh. I can do what I can do. And the more I sit with like, surrendering to something bigger than me, the better off I am, right? When I start like trying to do all the things and figure it out, it's like I can do my, me, myself, my life, my loved ones, you know, my community, that's, that's it. And then that isn't to say, um, like circling back to what we were saying about like working for systemic change, that is all included in that too. But like some acceptance of like, I can't lay awake stressing about global politics because there's not a fucking thing I can do right now. Well, and that, and that it will take time, right? That it, there's not a, a massive change that's going to happen. It, it took us 400 years to get here. It's going to take us years, decades, yeah. a lot of legislation changes, leadership changes, shifts to, to, yeah. to, to move through this. And so resting along the way for ourselves as a, a dear friend of mine, who's been a great voice, his name is light Watkins for anyone listening, go to light Watkins handle on Instagram. He records these three minute inspirational videos each day that have been really, uh, really, really helpful. And he talked recently about how important it is to each day, just stop and take 10 deep breaths and see what that does yeah. for your clarity, mental health and clear thinking, you know, yeah, for sure. Um, you are currently working on a book called Dismantling Loneliness. It's about the power that the co-working industry has to transform lives. What can you share with us and prospective co-working members about what you've learned so far? All right. That book is hard. It's really hard. It has course corrected about seven times. And I'm, uh, I haven't told anyone this, but I was like, may as well share it here. Um, what I'm going to do is turn it from a project that I write into a project that the community writes. Cause I kept coming back to this thing of like, this is not my story to tell. This is our story to tell. So uh, now that I have some accountability, I'm just going to start reaching out to people and be like, give me your story, you know, give me a thousand words of your story of how coworking has dismantled loneliness and turn it into our, our book instead of something that I, cause I kept thinking like, there are great books. There are great academic books on um, loneliness, a lot, like a growing number, right? People who dive into data and things like that. It's like, it's not bad. And there are, post, there are books about community and there are books. I'm like, what is the thing that doesn't already exist? And it's like, well, it's the story of co-working. It's like having everybody collectively share. So 
that's where I'm at now. Now that's out in the world. So, and P.S. So I love it. The name of the book is Dismantling Loneliness. So we don't know exactly when it's going to be released. But if you think about some great authors who've had tremendous success, like Tim Ferriss, for example, Tribe of, of Mentors is a book that's this thick. And all it is, is this, there are probably 10 go-to questions. And he publishes six of them about some of the world's greatest leaders, the most successful right. people. So I love the idea that this can be a compilation and essentially a shared learning of how to combat, move through and transform yourself in the face of loneliness is what yeah. I got from that. So cool. And I just, I just have to put a note. I didn't come up with the phrase dismantling loneliness. I heard it the first time um, a woman in Vancouver on the Juicy Canada stage said it. And Lisa, you could, when she said it, you could feel the room went, oh my God, like I'm getting chills now. It just resonated. It's like, that's what we're doing. She was going through, she was like, we're dismantling racism. We're dismantling sexism. We're dismantling this. We're dismantling loneliness. And it just like the room elevated. So I made some calls when I thought of using that title and made sure it, it felt right for people if I did that. And uh, it seemed good. Uh, wonderful. Wonderful. Well, good luck putting that Thank together. You. We can't wait to hear about, about it when, uh, when you announce the unveiling. Um, last question before we go to lightning round. What's okay. the best thing to happen to you this year? It's so weird, but the last three months I've had more quiet, alone, like contemplative time than ever. And it's been really, really, really healing. It's been really good, I think. Mm. So that's so weird because everything's upside down. And one of the silver linings is like, I've had a lot of downtime and a lot of home time. Like, it's been a blessing. It's been weird. You're reminding me of this. I clicked over here quickly on my Instagram while I posted uh, maybe two weeks ago, a quote from Atticus that says, it is sometimes a great fortune to be alone. Sounds like there's been some good fortune for you in this time. Yep. yep. Good. It's, it's good. been good. Quiet time. Yeah. Are you ready for the lightning round? Sure. I'm ready. All right, here we go. Okay. Number one, Kat, rename the coronavirus. What the fuck? <laughs> I like that one. That might be my best one yet, I think. <laughs> like, what now? Ugh, what next? What is the best advice you've ever gotten? That this is it. Whatever you want to do, do it. Before you know it, it's gonna, there will be a circle of people sitting around talking about your life. So do it. Mm, mm, I like that. Okay, name one or two places that you've been turning to educate yourself on Black history, which you already mentioned here, and the Black Lives Matter movement. So like a lot of people, I ordered a couple of books because I realize I have way more understanding and education to do. I got uh, White Fragility and How to Be Anti-Racist, which that was a new phrase to me, to be honest. I'm like, right, it's like it, being proactively anti-racist. That's been a huge aha the last month. Um, and honestly, I'm learning so much from like uh, Instagram posts and people do, it's everywhere. I'm just kind yeah. of soaking it in. I, I don't think there's one main place I'm going. I'm just like soaking it in from everywhere. Yes, love it. Um, where or to who are you turning for inspiration right now? Someone not related to you. Um, nature, the natural world. I have like all these new birds that I'm aware of in our yard that I haven't noticed in like the last 18 years. Um, and my, I'm so 
fortunate to be part of several communities where people like get together and are vulnerable and share and support each other. Yeah. Vulnerability. There we go. Back to it. Yeah. I've watched, I've watched Brene Brown's vulnerability TED talk a few times. Have you? Oh yeah. <laughs> she's like, yeah, she's something. Amazing. Early bird or night owl? Early. How early? First alarm goes off at five. Oof. What yeah. time do you go to bed? Ideally, I'm, a, I'm asleep by 10, like, so 9.30-ish, I start reading. Yeah, yeah. All right, good, good. Well done. What's your favorite word, Miss Wordsmith? Mm, right now, probably surrender. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. What's the biggest grammatical pet peeve that you have? People spelling lead, like I led the dog, L-E-A-D. <laughs> it's everywhere. Really? I don't know everywhere. that I noticed. I will start seeing it. Oh, mine is the your, your, Y-O-U-R. classic. Name a favorite business book, podcast, or talk. Just one. I really like the one thing. What is that? Who is that? It's a book? <sighs> you it's know a I, I forget. It's two guys. It's a book. And the okay. idea is like, what is one thing you can do instead of doing all the things? What's one thing you can do to move everything forward? Then there's a certain phrase that goes with it, but it's, it's along the idea of essentialism of like, stop doing all the things and do the one thing that's really going to move the needle. The one thing here, I have it listed, Gary Keller, yeah. uh, who, who was, uh, he's the right founder of uh, Keller Williams. Yes. The real estate group. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. We, Yep, Kelly, that would make sense to me. Okay, uh, hottest topic during the time of Corona uh, virus, cat, you know, is toilet paper. Do you pull over or do you pull under? Over. Has anyone said under? I've watched yes. a few of these. Really? Several people have said <laughs> under. Several people say side. It just sits on by the toilet. Oh. <laughs> Some people say they don't know. You'd be amazed. Right. Oprah, Oprah Winfrey had a whole show on this, apparently. Oh I, haven't watched, I need to watch this episode, actually. People get spicy about that. It's true. Okay, last question. 2020 okay. or 2021? 2020, for sure. Like, the Band-Aid is off. The shit's flying around everywhere. Let's, like, we have an opportunity here to, to take a real look at things. Yeah, dive in with our, our 2020 vision really yeah. no uh no coincidence that that's the year we're in yes is that weird yeah or is it that's the or point. is it is, or yeah. is it i don't know cat johnson of cat johnson co thank you so much for joining me today oh, thanks, Lisa. Um, it's been awesome co co-working convo com. and also by the way something we didn't talk about we can do that real quick here um you, i really want to make sure that we're promoting the co-working content lab now this is something we can find on your website and there are three different options of people, operators, it seems like is, is the focus, right, of who can garner a lot of great co-working industry information from you. Yeah, it, thank you, Lisa. The lab is the, the newest thing. There have been some iterations, but we relaunched it recently as a subscription service. And it's basically like people have access to me. We have group coaching. There are resources created. One of my primary collaborators, Karina Patel, is working with me on coaching. And we have a super active Slack already. They get uh, two emails a month with prompts and things like that. So it's just another way to support space operators in a way that is um, less, uh, you know, they don't have to have one-on-one -on -one coaching with me. 
Right. Got it. And it, a lot of it could be an operator all around the world, anywhere in the world would yep. be interested in yep. this. Wonderful. Yep. Okay. So co-working content lab, you can find that at katjohnson.co co-working slash lab. Yep. Slash lab. There we go. And coworkingconvos.com. Thank you so much, Kat, Lisa, for joining thank me on this you. Monday. This is so fun. Yes, I, I know. I'm really enjoying them. So it's, it's nice to stay connected while we're all quarantining yep. and sheltering at home. So yep, um, sure. thanks to everyone who tuned in and uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Sending you Bye. lots of love and continued health and good safety there. Bye. <laughs>